1059 The Region, in partnership with REMAX Prime Properties, present On the Market, real estate advice that works for you. Have a real estate question? Call us at 416-335-1059. Tweet us at 1059 The Region or email us at info at 1059theregion.com. You're listening to 105.9 The Region, and welcome to On The Market, York Region's only radio real estate show. I'm station manager Tina Cortez, and my co-host and the expert on all matters real estate is Asif Khan with REMAX Prime Properties. Asif, here we are, the beginning of the year, and house prices have gone up. That's right, Tina. And, you know, what we're seeing, we're seeing a lot of activity in the market right now. And that could be due to, you know, the changes that uh, took place last year. There's some pent up demand. People are trying to get in before, you know, the stress test really starts to, to create some havoc in the marketplace. And, and that'll be temporary anyway. It might be six weeks or two months. But, uh, yeah, it's, there's been a lot of activity. And if you look year over year, even for last year, we're up 12.7%. You read my mind. I wanted to know some of the specifics. So how much have they gone up? So what does that mean? What is the average um, cost of a house then in, in York Region? The average the average price across uh, the Toronto Real Estate Board is $822,681 as opposed to $729,837 last year. In York Region, the numbers are a little bit higher. They're around the $900,000 mark. And that's great news for, for people that live in the region. So I guess that means that we have equity in our homes, and we hear that a lot. But what does that mean if I'm not planning to move or sell my home? You know, equity is hidden money, and we always refer to that as this is your money, but a lot of people don't really understand what they can do with it. So this is a great question. And what we tell people is, if the equity is sitting in your home, that's great. You know, it's it's great that Canadians save, and it's great that we build up equity, because if you look at other countries, they don't really have that much equity in their homes. They might have 5% or 10% in their living day-to-day. Canadians have generally, you know, between 20 and 70% equity in their homes. So if you could take that equity without touching your money, like cash, and turn that into uh, income, what could you do? There's so many different options with investment properties. And, you know, you could get your equity making you money at, you know, 6% a year or 8% a year. Or, you know, there's there's even some examples of 13 to 14% a year that your hidden money could be making for you. So take me back one more step here, just so I'm very clear on this. Does that mean um, because the price or the, the, the cost of my home has gone up since I first bought it, I'm taking that money, that so-called money that is there, and investing it. Am I taking out um, an additional mortgage? Am I adding to my mortgage? How does this work? You could take out a line of credit. The best way to do it is to get a home equity line of credit on your property. And that way, whenever you need it, it's available. And, you know, when opportunities come up, I mean, there's opportunities down in the States right now that you could purchase a property for $15,000 US or 20000 US, and you could get that making you money. So you're not adding a lot to your monthly expenses, and at the same time, you're making money. So it's a great way for people to start planning their retirement because, you know, when you retire, you want to maintain the same lifestyle. How do you make enough money from an investment property to maintain that lifestyle? Because it's income replacement, and that's how we should be looking at it. It's kind of like playing Monopoly. People land on the properties you have, they pay you rent, and that's how you make money. 
So um, if I'm, and I know you're not a lending expert, but um, if I'm going to rent a property, is it better for me to have a mortgage or is it better to have a line of credit? It depends on the rates. Like usually, so if it you're, just comes down to the rate. Comes down to the rate. Yeah. Okay. Now we talked about this last week as well, um, where we have those investment properties maybe south of the border. I know that one of our guests last week talked about investing possibly in Detroit, where you could purchase a home for in and around fifteen to twenty. Right. That's right. Is what kind of risk is involved there? What other kinds of hoops do I have to go through because I'm a Canadian citizen and I want to invest um, in foreign soil? Right now, RBC, TD Bank, there's a lot of lenders that are actually going out and being aggressive in lending so that you can buy foreign properties. You know, BMO is getting very aggressive down in Arizona, things like that. So, you know, if you have solid credit here and, and you have good income and equity, if you take out a line of credit and pay off these places, then you know you're not really asking to qualify for a mortgage down there. You could probably qualify at about thirty five percent or forty percent down if you were to go down to the states and get a mortgage. There's some huge opportunities if you look at how much a York region home has appreciated even over the last fifteen years or ten years. So people that purchased back then, there's a lot of money available to them. And, you know, they could supplement their income or replace their you know part part of their income, maybe work less, enjoy a better quality of lifestyle by having something else make them money. Okay, so you're the you're the expert here. Um is it uh, better for me to invest in a property here at home? And is that a house? Is that a condo? Or should I venture south of the border? Again, it depends on what our clients want to do or, or what you want to do with it. There's a lot of people that say, I want to invest locally so I can go out and touch it, feel it, see it. Uh, there's some people that do invest south of the border or in other countries. And for them, it's typically just, I want to make some money. This is the best way that I'm going to capitalize on the money that I'm putting in. And they look at it simply as an investment. So depending, you just, as an investor, we always tell people, just be ready to jump at the best opportunity that's out there at that time. And that's the, if if people were to ask, you know, where's the best opportunity right now? We can probably provide them with two or three different opportunities. It could be a, a new build condo in the city or in York region, or it could be something south of the border. And um, as you've said so many times before, never do this on your own. Always work with a professional. Always, because there's a lot of people that were taken advantage of because they went on to websites and purchased properties. And, you know, some of these buildings in Florida that were, you could buy a condo for 20000 or $30,000. The reason was the sellers knew that that condo building was in trouble and was going to declare bankruptcy. And they sold to Canadians that didn't have that knowledge. So if you're dealing with a realtor, I mean, when you, when you come and deal with us, we have realtors down there that we trust and we can send you to. So it's really important for you to consult with us prior to doing anything like that because a lot of people lost so much money by not dealing with the realtor. Lots more about this conversation coming up. When we come back, if you're thinking about an investment property, we'll stick around. We have all you need to know before you sign on the dotted line. Stay with us. You're listening to On the Market on 105.9 The Region. More with Asif Khan and Remax Prime Properties when we come back. 
1059 The Region, in partnership with REMAX Prime Properties, present On the Market, real estate advice that works for you. You're listening to 105.9 The Region. Welcome back to On The Market, York Region's only radio real estate show. I'm station manager Tina Cortez, and my co-host is Asif Khan with REMAX Prime Properties. Thank you, Tina. Joining us now is Kevin Stewart, a good friend of mine and a rock star realtor from Detroit. Kevin's broker owner of Stewart Team Real Estate Partners. Kevin, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. Appreciate you guys having me on. You know, Kevin, we were just talking about how much equity people in York Region have in their homes now, and I know you and I have had discussions of of how our prices uh, keep going up every year. You know, last year, 12.7%, and what people can do with the equity they have and our conversations about, you know, how much houses have gone up here, and and that's more than a a cost of a house in Detroit by itself. (laughs) It is. And there's some opportunities that uh, you were telling me about that have crazy cap rates, like 13, 14% return on, mm-hmm. on their money. So we wanted to pick your brain and uh, get an idea of what that's like, what they rent out for, and how York Region residents can uh, capitalize on the equity they have in their property. And Kevin, you're joining us Absolutely. from Metro Detroit, is that right? Yeah, Metro Detroit, my office is located kind of directly north of the city of Detroit, about 30 minutes just outside of Detroit. Uh, And our company kind of covers the territory between the northern suburbs uh, all the way down into the actual uh, city proper of Detroit. So tell us a bit about uh, what's on the market there in uh, Metro Detroit and what what kind of investment – uh, our residents, our listeners here in York Region could uh, possibly be interested in? So we've got a lot of different options here, uh, and our options really expand out to kind of what the investors uh, are looking for. Um, you know, we've got a very interesting market. Um, it's very strong as well. It's grown significantly over the last um, three to five years. I know, if we've had some great conversations over the years about um, you know, Detroit and its its comeback. I mean, if you come through Metro Airport uh, just outside of Detroit, you know, it'll say Detroit, America's comeback city. And I think that that's really uh, true. And I think Detroiters take that very seriously because our market is growing in spades. Um, and so the opportunities come uh, in a lot of different ways. And it really depends on the budget um, and what someone's looking to do. Because we have everything from single family residential where you can purchase uh, single-family residential homes and rent those back out uh, all the way into people that are doing just now. We're starting to get into people that are purchasing properties like Airbnb, things like that, where they're doing short-term rentals, uh, all the way up to apartment complexes, Um, small, medium, and large apartment complexes. Uh, There's a lot of really good commercial plays that we're seeing as well, Um, office buildings, structures along those ways. Um, Things down right in the middle of Detroit can be very tough. Uh, We have one investment group that's pretty much buying and owns almost everything in Detroit. Um, But everything on the outside of that, there is a lot, a lot of opportunity uh, for people who want to earn uh, money on their money. That's awesome. You know, I saw that sign come back city and I thought it was because the Detroit Red Wings were so bad for the last few years. (laughs) Wow, that really hurts my heart. But that's okay. <laughs> but Kevin, the, um... but it's, because, it's because we've dominated for so many years, we oh. felt like we would give you guys a chance. Oh, my goodness. Like we, just, we felt like it was finally time to right. let, you know, since we have all your players already, 
we let you guys actually try to win a little bit. Kevin, um, getting we have in, to make you feel good. <laughs> getting into the the real estate comeback, how much are these homes selling for in Metro Detroit, and and what can we expect from rental or return on our investment there? And I know you mentioned there was some super deals available there. Yeah, I mean you've got everything. So again, we have a very polarizing market. So if you go into right into city center in Detroit. Property now all of a sudden is extremely expensive. Um, in, in the, um, we call it the arena district, the district Detroit. Uh, it's a, a new term here because uh, they just built, speaking of Red Wings, a new stadium, Little Caesars Arena. Uh, and the property, uh, the residential property and condominiums and things like that that are right around the stadiums because you have the three sports arenas that literally all are right next door to each other. Uh, everything that's around that near the casino district, um, Greek town, things like that, um, those have become very pricey. And but how much is really pricey? Into, just so we can compare, um, Kevin. Kevin, just how, yeah. how much is that? Because you said really pricey. We just want to compare to what's available here. <laughs> yeah, my, my really pricey could be different than yours. Uh, half million. Okay. Um, so it's mm, comparable. Mm-hmm. Th- Three hundred to 500000 U.S. Right. That's pretty good. And and there are some that were in the 15000 to $30,000 range, which uh, what do those rent out for? Um, you could probably purchase homes between fifteen dollars to $50,000 uh, in the city of Detroit and rent them out between six to seven fifty a month, 600 to seven fifty a month. That's that's crazy. That's a you could pay that place off in two years. Yeah, in two years. And you're looking at, I mean, at that, you're looking at probably a 15 to 18% cap rate on your cash. And just for our listeners, uh, uh, you know, what investors look for is a, a cap rate or a return rate of 6%, which is really good. 8% is amazing. So that's what, 15 to 18, you said, Kevin? Yeah. Yeah. 15, I mean, 18%. earning double digit cap rates, 10 plus, is very easy. In Metro Detroit, and that's even working up into the suburbs. Um, you know, nine, you know, eight, nine is almost everything we see. We are always searching out for our investors between 10 and 14 mm-hmm. is kind of the wheelhouse that we're always searching for. When we find stuff that's 14 plus, that's when we're really getting into the one where, you know, you'll have multiple investors trying to buy that and, and could create our version of a bidding war, which is nowhere near what your version of a bidding war is. Mm-hmm. Now, suppose someone per- picks up one of these properties for 15000 or $25,000. What do you see in, in a long-term vision? So say five years to 10 years, what do you predict that those properties would go up to? Well, if I stare at my crystal ball, um, yes, which I totally wish I had, um, I, I think they're going to go up. They should get back up to the fifty dollars to $100,000 range. They should. I mean, it just depends on what the city of Detroit continues to do. But because city center is getting so congested, people are moving out, but they want to be near the middle of the action. They really, really do. Um, those condominiums that I was telling you that are now selling for about 500000 three years ago, you could have picked them up for eighty grand. Oh, wow. my goodness. They went from eighty to 500 in just a couple of years. So, I mean, that's, that happened just recently and I we're starting to see that and it's expanding out past city center and into the rest of Detroit because people don't realize how big Detroit really is. Mm-hmm. Detroit is huge. If you look at it on the map, it is a massive city. And so we have a ton of residential 
property around us. Um, but we, what people also don't realize is we were the worst hit city in the United States of America during the recession. We were the number one worst hit city. I heard once a statistic that we had over a million foreclosures in Metro Detroit. And what a difference from 2012 to now. So the last five years, we've seen rapid growth. And, you know, this is what we look rapid. at for our in- investors is where what's up and coming? Because if you just go into, say, like a Florida or something, you've already missed the boat. But if you look at mm-hmm. something like Detroit right now, this is where you want to put your money because the next five years are going to be where you make a lot of money. And And we've got, you know, with some of the conversations I've had with my investors is I've looked at what is the next city center of Detroit? What's the next area that's going to do that? What's the area that we can roll back the clock three years and buy at those prices that could have a three, four, five hundred percent growth over the next five years? And we have a couple of other areas around, uh, you know, Pontiac being one of them. I think Pontiac is ripe to have a massive growth. And that is if you take Woodward and go about 30 minutes straight down Woodward, Woodward starts in the city of Detroit and it ends in the city of Pontiac. Well, Pontiac also got hit really hard during the recession. It hasn't quite come back yet. It's just now barely beginning to start. All it's going to take is one major company to show up and invest by putting their company in the city, in the city of Pontiac. And that is going to go off the shelf. It's going to really, really quickly increase in price. And you can still, same thing, you can buy homes for $50,000 and rent them for, you know, actually probably less than that, probably between thirty dollars and $50,000 and rent them for six to seven fifty a month. Now, how much investment um, beyond just uh, the purchase of the property um, would our listeners have to make? Do these properties or homes that are listed at fifteen to twenty five thousand do they need a lot of work before you can actually rent it out because it 's not as simple as well it 's listed at fifteen or twenty, and well, here we go, we can rent it right away. I think I would suspect that a lot of them need some work no Yes, a lot of them can um, you know I definitely wouldn 't you know, just send your money and buy stuff sight unseen. I would take the time to take a look at what you're purchasing because, yeah, some of these homes are uninhabitable. Um, but you'd be surprised how many, you know, especially when you get into the 20 to 30 range, um, are, you know, some paint and flooring mm-hmm. away from being a good home. Um, you know, but we've also seen some properties that are, you know, in that range that need serious, serious work. So, I would definitely say one of the big pieces of advice is buyer beware. You have to know what you're getting into. For sure. Um, You know, you've got to have someone that knows the areas, knows what they're getting into. And you have to make sure that you've got, especially if you're going to be um, investing uh, from a distance, um, you're going to want to make sure you have somebody that's managing that property with you, that's helping you with that process. Now, Kevin, how easy it is to get is it to get tenants for these homes and and how long does it generally take are, are a lot of these homes tenanted already and what would it take to get someone in there a lot of them are um but when they do come up for rent it's not that tough to get a renter in uh because a lot of the apartments um in Detroit are 600 to 750 a month so when someone can live in a single family residential home that is 800 to 1000 square feet and pay the same amount of money and have a yard and a garage, why wouldn't they do that instead of living in a small apartment? So 
it becomes a fairly simple thing to do. There's a lot of uh, different ways in which someone can obtain a renter. Um, and there's a lot of people that need to rent in the city of Detroit. It's a very populated city. And it's, it's, a, it's a city that's population is growing in droves. It lost a lot of its population, but a lot of that population is coming back. People are moving to the city of Detroit from the suburbs, like literally going from the suburbs and moving into Detroit. That's, that's great to hear because I, just anecdotally, and uh, I think that a lot of our listeners could relate to this. You know, years ago, I remember crossing the border, and Detroit is a border city for us, and and mm-hmm. uh, crossing the border and going to a hockey tournament and seeing the devastation, because that's the only way to describe it, of these homes yeah, and right. these neighborhoods just over the border. And it, it was really tough to, to to see this. And now to listen to you and to imagine that Detroit is the comeback city and that, you know, we should consider investing there. I think it's uh, that's really amazing to 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 hear about. Mm-hmm. Kevin, would you it's something we're very proud of? I mean, I'm very proud of the fact that Detroit is coming back in the way it is, because I've you know, I've been born and raised in this area. You know, I've lived in Metro Detroit my whole life. I've been going to the city of Detroit on an extremely regular basis my whole life. And I love this city. I love I love the state of Michigan and I love the city of Detroit. And so for me to watch it come back in this fashion is extremely gratifying. It's extremely enjoyable to watch. And, you know, knowing the hearts of the people of Detroit and knowing that the citizens of Detroit desire this city to be great again is really fun to watch because it really is great again. And now we just need the rest of the world to see that it's great again. And you know, there's so much upside there as well. Now, the thing is, you're about three and a half to four hours away from York Region. If some of our listeners want to invest in your city, do you have programs that you could manage that for them? And, uh, you know, the Stewart Team Real Estate Partners have an investor program or a property management program that we can take advantage of? We do. We have an entire investment wing of our company. Um that really focuses on these types of real estate plays. Because uh, I've always believed that real estate is a fantastic way to earn income and build wealth. And so we looked at ourselves as we know and understand that market. Why wouldn't we uh, look at ourselves in that fashion? So we actually have a wing. You know, we have our primary sales division, which does, you know, consumer sales, but we also have our investment division where we manage with um, purchase and acquisition um, property plays for our investors. And so what we don't do is we don't brand ourselves as a property management company per se, but when somebody comes in and purchases homes with us and wants us to help them manage their portfolio, we have options that we can do with them on that. That's great, Kevin. Thank you for joining us. And um, regardless of the fact that you're a Red Wings fan, we would love to have you back on the show. (laughs) (laughs) I would love to do it as long as you'll accept a Red Wings fan and a Tigers fan. (laughs) Oh, boy, we have trouble. All right. When we come back, Asif responds to your real estate questions. And just a reminder, if you missed any part of our show, go to 1059theregion.com and click on On the Market. You're listening to 1059 The Region. Stay with us. More with Asif Khan and Remax Prime Properties when we come back. 1059 The Region, in partnership with Remax Prime Properties, present On the Market, real estate advice that you need to know. 
Welcome back to On the Market, York Region's only radio real estate show on 105.9 The Region. I'm station manager Tina Cortez and my co-host is Asif Khan with Remax Prime Properties. And time now, Asif, for our listener questions. And this one kind of fits into our theme today about investment properties. It comes from Sam in Georgina. His question is, I bought a pre-construction condo a few years ago and after numerous delays or closing date delays, rather, he says, I've learned that the condo will be closing in a month. Now what? Um, what should I look for during the PDI? And frankly, what is a PDI? I don't know what that is. And uh, and then what are next steps? So, uh, Sam, thanks for the question. And congratulations on the, the new condo. The PDI is the pre-delivery inspection. So the builder is going to call you in probably a few days before completion and let you take a walk through. What we've recommended to most of our clients and investors and buyers is you should take a home inspector in with you, third party to go in and, and make a report for you so you can submit it. Now, builders are great and you know they often do finish everything that they promise. But when you're doing the PDI, uh, you, you want to have a home inspector with you just so that you're not missing anything. Because if you do not put it into the PDI inspection report, it's something that may not be addressed later. So you want to be able to address all the issues at that time. Now, Sam also is asking, um, his lawyer has informed him that he needs postdated checks that he owes the builder. What's that all about? Because so, he says he doesn't own it. I don't understand. If it, if he's closing the condo, doesn't that mean you own it? So at the beginning, Sam, you're being granted occupancy. So it's a little bit different than closing. The occupancy period is prior to the building being registered. Now, once the building is registered, the builder can now be advanced the money from the bank, and uh, and that's when your mortgage will start. But right now, the reason that you're giving them the checks is for the occupancy period. So you're paying the uh, the builder's uh, expenses on this property until they get the money back from your bank when you get your mortgage registered. So the registration period sometimes takes, you know, a couple of months. It depends on how much of the building is occupied. And once it hits a certain percentage, then the actual closing will take place. It almost sounds like you're paying the builder rent. An occupancy period, pretty much it is rent. Uh, you're covering the cost for the building until the building actually is registered and closed. And there's no way around that, right? You have to do it. Yeah, and I, I mean, you would be paying a mortgage anyway during this time, so the cost isn't going to be that much different than you paying the mortgage and the maintenance fees, but it allows the builder to you know, operate and maintain the building while people are still moving in because not everyone can move in on the same day. So, you know, if the if the building has three or four floors completed, those people will move in, pay the occupancy fees while the others are still moving in. And once there's a certain percentage met, the building will then close. Okay, thank you, Asif. Great conversation today about investment properties. That's our show for this week. We'll catch up again next week. Remember, if you need to connect with Asif Khan or if you missed any part of our show, go to 1059theregion.com. Thanks for listening. You can connect with us on Twitter at 1059theregion, or you can call us at 416-335-1059, or email info at 1059theregion.com. Thanks for listening. This is 1059 The Region.